Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on with Epiphone? Well, that is a question that we answer this week on the Guitar Nerds Patreon. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You won't regret it. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. I'm back. Jay Cross. I never left. And Joe Branton. I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> so do we all. The three wise monkeys. So do we all. Um, evening, gentlemen. How are you all? Very I'm, well, thank yeah, you. Good, thank you. Great. Good, good. I'm going to need you to do some heavy lifting with the podcast this evening because, as you'll be able to tell, probably, dear listener, I am uh, struggling. Oh, but God, you're hamming it up now. I'm, I'm not hamming it up. It, my voice will keep cracking like that. I think I'm experiencing a second puberty. Um, or maybe the first, depending on <laughs> how you feel about me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I've got a bad throat. So I, I, I'm, I'll be here. I'll soldier through. But you guys need to uh, to do most of the work. I'll be here to just guide you through and move you along when you are talking absolute guff. Um, so, busy, busy week. Loads of stuff going on. J-Cross turned 30. I did. Very exciting. It was my birthday yesterday. And uh, yeah, had a great weekend. Um, saw um, b- uh, both of my mates yeah. came out. The, yeah. You know, the, both, both my mates who, you know... I can't think of anybody else who could have been there that wasn't really. Yes, it was. We had both. All three of us had a great time. Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed um, it. And yeah, just Joe. I mean, you know, we've had our differences, but like in general, we get along pretty well. Um, I can't really do anything without Mark being involved. That's true. Um, and yeah, I just can't. I can't think of anybody else who could have been there that would have made it any better. What were you up to the weekend, Matty? I was sitting at home crying <laughs> because I didn't get to hang out with the didn't, people I thought were my mates. Didn't get invited. They're just a bunch of bellies. <laughs> um, so we should talk about your thirtieth birthday, Jay. Um, mm. Did a bit of a gig. Yeah, I um, I put on a I put on a little gig because it's um, an easy way to have a party without making it about you, um, which is good. So yeah, just some of my mates' bands played and your band as well. Yeah, they did. Um and yeah it was great very nice it was actually the 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 biannual Mark Packham's random heroes no it's it's, it's, it's annual now oh, it's, it's annual is one, it once a year once we a come year. out and uh, oh know. I thought I thought I was going with the other definition of once every yeah, two once years. every other two years yeah. Yeah. No, no no it is once every year pretty much I think we did two last year maybe um but Leap yeah year. once a year yeah. and your first time seeing us JB no no it's not no really? I've seen you before yeah no, really I've seen you in a couple of different guises. Oh, right. I've seen you, Dan Graceless, because, of course, Dan Grace is now playing guitar on your yeah, band. With Danny his G, excellent... Friend of the podcast. Um, with his excellent custom shop telly. He's got a really nice, like, light relic. Um, heavy relic. Is it heavy relic? Mm, is that heavy really relic? Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sort of blonde. Um, do you know what year the telly is? 52. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It was great. That guitar sounded brilliant, and he was using his... What's the Marshall he uses? 1974X. Yeah, really nice. In a, white. Yeah, yeah. With a real Clon Centaur. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't a real content. No, it's the like, what's that one called, Matty? The KTR. KTR, yeah, yeah. yeah. same thing. 
It's yeah, yeah, okay, real. fair enough. But effectively, um, it is the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't fifteen hundred. We won't quid. get into that. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so um, that and and he sounded great. I have to say, like there was a substantial difference in tone quality between your two guitars. There was. Um, so Tim, who's the other guitar player in the band, uh, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have a combo, and there weren't any cabs available. So it was just let's go down there and see like what is available. And uh, one of the other guys who was playing had an orange CR sixty. Yep. Which Actually, he bought off the back of listening to this podcast. Oh, well, I, I he asked me, and I said, "Does he still go. listen?" No. Oh, okay. Um, which probably actually, because he bought that amp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Your advice again. Considering, I mean, you say there's like a quite a golf in tone. There's also quite a huge golf in price between those two things because those mm-hmm. CR60s are what like three hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And how um, much is Danny Grace's custom oh, shop Marshall? Twelve hundred. Fifteen hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And it is yeah. a great sounding amp. Oh, is, yeah, really. Danny really Grace good. has one of the best tones for like a simple tone, like just yeah. one drive pedal. Yeah, great amp, great guitar. So with the um, with the CR60, we kind of knew that either that was going to be there or a Hot Rod Deluxe. Oh, God. Uh, no, it wasn't a Hot Rod Deluxe. It was a Deluxe Reverb. Oh, my oh, God. Deluxe How reverb. would you even go about using that for punk? Yeah, well, I mean... So we took uh, Mojo Mojo down, and in the end, it was just like, we just got the orange up there first to see we were going to test both of them. And, you know, we played for 20 to 25 minutes, it, it sounded fine. It sounded really good. Didn't even plug the Mojo Mojo in. Just it went straight okay. in. The drive was... The guitar as well. He was using like a Mexican strap. No, no American sh- Standard. Oh, it was American Standard yeah. with... Uh, with um, what hot, was fit hot, rails. hot Rails. No, it's fit a JB Jr. Actually, yeah. it's the one with the pole pieces. He um, bought that from uh, Gak, didn't he? He did. That was a, I remember that guitar. It was a great guitar. It was a great guitar. That was that, that guitar in particular was fantastic. Oh, there we go. That, um, that guitar um, got dropped by a customer... And um, had a massive gash down the front ah, of it. That's right. And um, it was kind of nobody would ever, nobody ever wanted to buy it because yeah. it had this really like big scuff down the front of it that went through to the wood. Um, and because it was a great guitar that had cosmetic damage, it kind of became our go-to demo guitar. So if ever anybody wanted to try an amp or anybody wanted to try a pedal and we they wanted to hear it with you know a good guitar we would give them that because it was all you know bashed up but then it came to the point where we needed to actually sell it and um because it was so well played it just sounded so much better than any other guitar in the shop yeah, you know, it feels, for that price anyway it, it would yeah i didn't wish to know say the guitar it was cool and that was a cool mod for it as well i just think obviously up against the custom what, shop big telly gash down the front of no it. no the the pickup but you know the but up against the custom shop telly so that was actually different from the last time i saw him i think he was playing a les paul junior but that might have been your les paul junior no he did not have a les paul junior he had an sg that had two p90s in it oh, really which was what he was probably playing but mm-hmm. anyway that aside um um, that's basically why I can't talk uh, now. Because you sang for 22 so, and a well, half we, minutes. We also had a band practice that day. That oh, so you sang three for hours. 23 and a half yeah, minutes. Yeah. No, yeah. no, we did the set a couple of times, so maybe an hour all in. A what? An, an hour. Um, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, but when you only do that once a year, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I know. But yeah, it was good. It was, it was very fun. Was it, was, good. Uh, it was a good night. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm 30 and I, uh, being very sensible, I've stopped drinking. Um, I've started eating meat. Um, Sweet. Start wearing Adidas. You have. Um, which of the, um, can you guess which of these <laughs> things is true? Uh, one of those three things. Either Jay is now wearing Adidas, he's quit drinking, or he's eating meat. Uh, answers on a postcard <laughs> to the uh, Guitar Nerds Facebook forum. But yeah, I feel I feel very much within the uh, the club now. So it's, yeah, it's great to it's great to uh, be there. Hopefully, I can uh, follow in the learned footsteps of my elder statesman um, and. Uh, I don't know. How old were you when you grow a tash? Were you 30 then? No, uh, ooh, I don't know. 12? 20, 20. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. when I realised I had a really long head. You have got very long <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just that the chin is long, I think. Mm, yeah, that's it. The tash does take away from that. Did um, This is a, a little off topic. Did someone see in the uh, Guitar Nerds Facebook group, someone posted a picture of someone who looks very much like <laughs> Joe Brandon. <laughs> With a tash that he'd shaved into the Batman symbol. I did see that. I thought it was Joe Branson. So did I. (laughs) I I was like, that looks so much like Joe. Mm. Yes. I don't. For for an individual that has such a a stark look about you, you do have quite a number of lookalikes. Yeah, there are so many people that look (laughs) like like Phil Lynott is the one for me. Yeah, Phil Lynott, Dick Dastardly. Uh, <laughs> I'd thought about that. That's um, very good. The, the one, if if I shave my mustache, I look exactly like 
Donovan, the uh, 60s pop star. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe just keep the tash, I reckon. Mm. I reckon. Yeah, um, So one of the reasons you couldn't get down to the party, Matt, is you were probably uh, demoed out because you and Joe did a whole new round of guitar nerd shows for YouTube on uh, on Saturday. We did. I think we finally kind of like found our our niche. I think we kind of really nailed how we were doing the the kind of show and yeah, it's kind of like the podcast on video. Um and I was really really pleased with the kind of results we had. We shot five videos. Yeah. Um what did we do? We did Shergold guitars. Yep. That was um, the only real kind of straight demo. The rest of them I thought were really interesting subjects because we chose things like um we we did uh, sort of our uh, top four our list. Yeah, top four boutique drive pedals was one of them. We chose our four favourites. What were some of the others? Um, there was some we did three awesome, weird, and wonderful digital delay pedals you can buy right now. Um, what was the other one? Four simple. Uh, four. We did four make gooder pedals. Ah, that was it. Our, our favourite four make gooder. Have you put yeah, that was make really... gooder into the title? Yeah, yeah, great percent. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Make Goodera. Um, we might have to tweak that for SEO, but uh, no, it's fine. We'll see. Make Goodera. I'm into God. it. No, like, we're going to get that in the dictionary. Goodera. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Goodera. It's going to be a new word. And uh, we did um, three weird and wonderful guitar like yeah. guitar pedals you can put on your pedal board. Pedals, yeah, that, that are surprisingly usable sort of thing. Okay. But, but the I think, th- for me, the highlight of the whole thing was the Goodera video, um, just because it was so because it was the most varied like of course all the drives were cool and unique and all had their own edge but the make gooderers were there was something like um there was something from every sort of element of making a sound making a sound gooder <laughs> like, making you more gooder like because they're all subtle aren't they that's kind of the idea of a pedal but that subtlety can come from like a transparent drive it can come from a preamp from a compressor from yeah, a booster you know things like that and and there was in the ones we'd chosen, there was there was something from everything. So we had like the uh, the Anasounds Lazy Comp, which is the uh, a bamboo topped one control compressor, and the single control isn't the amount of compression. It's um, it's the mix between your dry signal and your compressed signal. They've predetermined how much compression there is. Um, so that was super cool. And then there was a there was a preamp. There was a is that adjustable with trim pots? Yes, inside. Yeah, that's right. Right, okay. so you can change it, but yeah, yeah. they've they've set it to what they believe is the optimum. And it sounds great. It's just one of those things you can put on quite low, and there's just something you notice it when you turn it off. And I guess that's the, the thing it's, about yeah, a good the point, one. isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there was, that was like, the kind of thing that we were pushing forward. Was just like it, it was nice to kind of do that and kind of put our sort of thing that we've talked about for years into like a video, being like actually these are the pedals that you kind of turn on and you go oh it doesn't really do a lot and then you forget to turn it off and then when you actually like go oh yeah you better turn that off while i'm playing with the driver and you're like oh my my sound's just like totally disappeared yeah um but so it was, was, yeah it was kind of cool to do that the um what a couple of the other highlights from that video whilst we won't go through the whole thing i guess the uh, um there was the hudson electronics the broadcast yeah, the Germanium Class A oh, preamp. What an uh, incredible pedal! With a, yeah, it was a shame we couldn't demo it for bass because it does actually work on bass as well. So you can but run you it at nine, it eighteen, your, uh, or uh, or twenty four um, volts, and 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 obviously the the higher headroom is more suitable for bass. But a really nice, dead simple, like level gain um, preamp with a with also a, a low end, a low cut. Right. Okay. Um, on there as well, and a and a little toggle between a really so, substantial toggle to switch between like a high gain mode and a. So you can mode. kind of use it like a treble boost. Yeah, you could do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you could. But it was just like a gorgeous warm sound. I've been using it at home on my bass, and it's just like a. I'm I'm thinking about getting one and retiring my Sans amp for my board and having wow, it there okay. instead. It's just a really nice, like vintage, warm sounding preamp. So absolutely brilliant. Wow, interesting. So um, we think that's going to be the favourite of the videos, then the Make Gooderers. Oh, yeah, that, that of the videos, which was the best Make Goodera, I couldn't say because they were all really good. They're all. We, we had the. They're um, all really Goodera. What was the What was the one that American brands that, that where the pedals are really substantially built? Oh, Petty like John Electronics. Petty John Electronics. What a brand, listeners! If you haven't ever checked them out, go and check out Petty John because they're all like uh, they're genuinely the best built looking pedals i've ever seen like really they kind of look like farming equipment or like a sort of like cold war era submarine controls yeah yeah exactly but um yeah super super cool i really liked uh everything that you that everything that we looked at from petty johns but the 
the mate Gruder was brilliant. Nice, nice. Um, Jay Cross, apart from your birthday, did you get up to any uh, guitar stuff this week? Um, well, as I said last week, I went to check out um, another guitar shop. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really great, really interesting. Um, it's cool seeing behind the scenes of... It's my first like real visit since you know working for a manufacturer as opposed to a retailer because I knew the inside out you know I knew GAC inside out going to see how another company goes about it I thought you know because Matt obviously had the hindsight of going from GAC to Anderton so you know you you know the differences and stuff and I but I got to go and see it for myself it's just really it, it is just it's one of the things that I was really looking forward to when moving over to, to Fender was seeing how everybody else does things I just yeah. I find that very interesting um, and yeah it was cool so that was great um, I didn't get any guitar stuff for my birthday if that's what you're asking oh, that's um, yeah I got, got gin just loads of gin got quite a lot of gin just so, banging a lot of gin yeah so um, but yeah that's uh, yeah that's where we're at at the moment I think should we dive headfirst into a whole big bucket of new just beach Nice, nice. Is that you were looking at um, Justin Theroux pictures again? I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, first up this week, PRS have announced the S2 Vernon Reed Signature Villa. Matt Knight, give us the details. Indeed. Um, it was one of those things that I think you posted in the group maybe a few days ago when it was first announced, and I kind of glanced over and went, that's cool. And then when I was actually reading into it, I was like, yes, it is very cool. And then I sort of looked at the price and went, oh, but then I was like, it still looks cool. Um, so yeah, Vernon Reed signature PRS Vela, um, basically taking the Vela body shape, added a Floyd Rose trim and PRS HFS pickups um, because they're a little brighter. They've got a little bit more top end, and he kind of needs that with the amount of stuff that he runs through. I think you kind of need to make sure you start off with a lot of top end because you're probably going to lose some through the ridiculous amount of cable run that he has um all built in america uh, hence the price 229 uh, 2259 <laughs> oh i thought it was gonna be way worse than that when you said yeah, you well, were it, well, well no were because when i saw man. vela i thought it was gonna be the price of a normal vela which right. is like 1199 yeah and then was like oh but then i also realized they are only making a small well they're They've basically said there's no num there's no limit to the number they're going to make, um, but the pre-order window is open from the August eighth till September thirtieth. So it depends on how many get ordered from dealers, basically. Right. So I think it's kind of a cool way to do it. Um, I mean, you haven't mentioned the most important and iconic thing about it. I guess the scratch well, plate is ridiculous. Yes, possibly one of the craziest scratch plates ever. Um, I think the two there's two colours, gold and black. Um and the scratch plate are I think they're different on both. The kind of the black one has a spaceman with a space rocket flying through space with some planets. A rocket <laughs> with a skull. Um it also has a bird that like some kind of like there's a skull and crossbones on it. I mean, there isn't anything more you could want from a scratch plate. <laughs> I um I remember a guitar quite similar to this that I think was released by Luna. And, oh yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. And it had a um a clear like plexi not, yeah. scratch plate, but crucially a bit like uh um one of those perspex frames you can get for putting paper in. They uh you, you could slide in your own art designs into this remember that two ply perspex yeah. it came with about <laughs> ten, ten bits of paper that had the template on it so you draw something on it or print something on it and then cut around it and then yeah. take the scratch plate off put that in and then put the scratch plate back on exactly wicked that's kind of but, is what the Vernon Reed looks like actually yeah but um, it's a very very cool guitar he's moved from I can't, he was using I think he's been using PRS for a while but he was using something else as well but then I remember him mentioning it briefly um, at NAM because, you know, I met him at NAM, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, yeah, I think I saw a big rundown with him and he was talking about it and I think it's been in work for a while. But the Vela itself is just an awesome guitar. Oh, yeah, um, best PRS. Is this the yeah, first opinion, American-built PRS? 
Uh, sorry, the PRS. The first American built built Vela. No, they're well, all actually they're all American people, built. They're all American built, but they're all like they're normally like a satin finish. Okay, um, and I thought they yeah, were so they're Korean. Korean. No, because no. no, they're part of the S two range. S two oh, is, yeah, is American, but it's uh, like above the SEs. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But I'm not sure why this one is a whole lot more. Well, I mean, I guess um, it's limited edition, Floyd Rose, yeah, yeah, I suppose and that's, that's, it's signature, which always ramps up the price a bit. The only it? thing is, I can't tell. I think it's the same finish. I think it's also satin. It doesn't really seem to state anywhere. The, I don't think the um, gold one is, is it? No, it doesn't really. They're not really talking about it, to be honest. Um, I was trying to see if I could find anything about it. But no, just a limited um, order window. Um, HFS pickups rather than the kind of custom Vela ones, Floyd Rose, very cool guitar. I'm not a fan of the scratch plate. If they, if you could put a different scratch plate on it, I'd be really into it. Um, but yeah, cool guitar. Yeah, looks um, looks awesome. Um, Jay Cross, do you want to tell us about a brand new pedal from everyone's favourite unstoppable pedal producing machine, Electro Harmonics, uh, the Cockfight Plus? Yeah, so the Cockfight obviously came this out. This is the dumbest thing. Yes, yeah, the so Cockfight. The cock, what are you talking about? The Cockfight came out uh, a couple of years ago, and you know we thought, fantastic! You've released a um, a Cocktoir. A pedal that you can just, you know, you just get that 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 one sound. And I think what was interesting about it is, you know, they've obviously sat there and they've gone, this is great. However, wouldn't it be great if you could somehow control this effect with your foot? Um, maybe putting it into some sort of expression style housing. So they've made a cocktail that you can um, use as a wah. How about it? I don't really understand how it works. So there's, there's, a, it's not quite as I'm being quite facetious. There, there's some extra features there that do seem quite cool actually. So okay. there's actually two voicings of the of the wah. There's your standard um, crying wah. Yeah. Uh, and also the um, there's a uh, um, talking wah. So you get like vowel sound. You can get some yeah, yeah. vowel sounds out More of like it. More like a humanizer kind exactly, of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, there's also a fuzz in there. I haven't been able to find out what type of fuzz it is, whether it's based on anything in particular. Um, but you can... Um, and also, you've got the ability to... With the fuzz itself, there's some neat features. So you've got a bias control that lets you um, drain all the power out of it yep. to give you that sort of dying battery type fuzz. Um, and you've also got the ability to switch the polarity. So, well, switch... Not the polarity. Just, uh, switch the order... Um, so go fuzz into uh, oh, wah cool. or wah into fuzz. Oh, depending nice. on oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, actually, I think it's. Um, I think they're. If anything, they're uh, they're trolling us. Yeah. Uh, they're gone right. Everyone's going to be annoyed that we've released a cocked wah in a wah housing. Jokes on you. It's actually extremely usable. It's, um, it's really good. <laughs> so um, when I first saw it, I thought this was utter nonsense. But um, having looked into it, I think this is co- going to be quite an interesting pedal, and I look forward to seeing it. I think those um, talking pedals can always be a little bit... You've got to spend time with them. It's not quite as simple as just saying, oh, I want to make my pedal say uh, b- uh, poo. You know, it's, it's, it, you can't do that. I sure. do want my pedal to say poo. <laughs> um, but, like... I, I I think it will be quite cool if we can. If we, I'd like to get my hands on one, and I mean I'm not going to use it, but maybe see if Matt can do something cool. Yeah, Matt. Would be, be, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be actually like having read the spec on it. I'm like that is cool because I mean yeah, people have been making those sort of pedals. I mean they were they were sort of big in the, the sort of 60s and 70s when you had those like monster sized pedals that always did something bonkers when everyone's going oh we've got a wire circuit and a fuzz circuit and they're the only two pedals that exist. <laughs> better like put them in better put them in one box. Um, I just it just amazes me how much they just pump out of that factory. And I know we say it every time there's a product release, but man, they really churn it out. Yeah. Um, like one, they must constantly as soon as someone's done, they'd be like, right, cool, that one's done. Just next one. On, just keep, Do the next going. one. Well, going. The, we 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 mentioned it briefly after we saw a video of it at Nam, but the uh, the hot wax has actually been officially announced now. Wait, I don't even know what that is. Oh, maybe it was when you weren't here. Yeah, it might be when I wasn't. Um, here. So maybe, we, maybe yeah. it was on the, the podcast that you went around for. We uh, found a found a video of the Electroharmonics hot wax. Okay. Which was um, demoed on a uh, on I think it was on a Premier Guitar video at Nam. Right? Yeah. 
and they barely spoke about it but they've um, they've actually released some information on it now and it's um, it's called the hot wax because it's it's another one of their two in one pedals okay it's the hot tubes we did talk about this and the crayon yeah yeah we did put talk together about in one pedal really really good name yeah um, really, I, I'm sure they thought of the name first and then worked backwards yeah um, but yeah so quite right like you say Matty they're just constantly releasing stuff even uh, in the last few months I'm just looking at you've, the, got, the, the, you've got the screen the carousel there, and they've got a little carousel of new pedals we've had Tone Corset the Battalion the, the Hot Wax the Hot Wax this new Cocktail Plus the ju- Double Expression um, the, the three compressors that have come out in yeah, the last the, six the platform months. yeah um, the Synth 9 actually is a bit older but they're still yeah. pushing that one but yeah I mean that's, that must be in the last what two months they've yeah, had all those something pedals like the crazy that. thing is you just would have thought that like doing so many products so quickly after one another you'd lose the hype of like the one that you pushed out like three weeks ago now people just love it no one's really no one's talking about like the canyon anymore everyone's like oh it's gonna be amazing and then it sort of hit the shops but by that point they'd already released two other pedals and everyone's like oh i sort of forgot the thing is they're cheap enough that they come out people everyone who wants one gets one and then there's another thing out and if the people if people didn't want that previous one they probably want this one and they're always like 50 quid or 80 quid or whatever but this is this is relatively new like electroharmonics were when I started working in the guitar shop, they were, you know, as, alongside Boss and maybe MXR. Those were the three pedal brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all those pedals still exist. I can't think of anything yeah. that they've discontinued. They've, I think they've discontinued all of the, like, the original hot tubes. Oh, where, the, the big... The, the, the big, big box stuff. Yeah, the big box stuff. But like, yeah, from, from when they switched to the Neo series, yeah. I don't think anything's been discontinued. So, you know... Something's got to give at well, some point. I mean, maybe not. Well, completely. What do you think? Maybe Matt? they're trying to build a house out of electrical. Maybe they pedals. are. Matt, can you think of anything that's been discontinued in the kind of modern age of electronics? What about like the metal muffs? I think they still. No, they still make them. No, and, but um, all of the different versions. I think so. Like the metal muff, the metal muff. Uh, nano, 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 neo. neo they, they, there was a, was there a micro? Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was no. neo. I think so, it was micro. I think it was metal micro. Muff. Right. No, I they saw, did, they I did a metal those. muff, and then they did a nano metal muff, and then like an even smaller one. Yeah, I think that they? was the micro. And they just took a, they just took a, t- a feature away each time. Yeah, I saw um, one of those. But then I think Michael the cheapest Schenker. one was like thirty nine quid. Jay, Jay just admitted that he just sold, sold one of those to Michael Schenker. I sold one to Michael Schenker, and uh, he said, "What?" I said, "Like, oh, what? Which one do you want?" And he was like, "The small one. They all do the same thing." I'm right. like. I mean, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Fair point. So yeah, good. Uh, some new stuff from Electronics. Hopefully, we haven't we've not had our hands on much Electronics stuff. So it'd be uh, be good to get some stuff in for uh, for a demo. I think that'd be uh, pretty nice. Joey B, as yes. the oldest yet most immature of the group, you're perfectly placed to tell oh, us I about a hot new product from some clothing brand that I've not heard of. <laughs> um, I never think about the fact that I am the oldest. Oh, it's terrifying, isn't it? So this, um, is, this is what's ahead of you all. This is what lies Indeed, ahead. indeed. That's what I'm trying to avoid. So tell us about the Fender uh, collaboration with Supreme. That's is, right. So the, are they New, clothes and New stuff? New York, well, they're a lifestyle brand, Supreme. God. So kind of a hip-hop oriented lifestyle brand. They do some really cool stuff. And what I really like about Supreme as a company, if you if, if listen, if you don't know about Supreme, is they've come up with this great idea of doing everything in batches. So every time they release um, a new range of fashion, they also release a a range of super limited edition uh, lifestyle accessories. And what's kind of cool is they could be anything. Like um, um, Tyler the Creator uh, once rapped about, like um, once included in his rap uh, a reference to the red supreme nunchucks which were once released and it could be anything like in this this being the winter fall catalog supreme have included a um a a deck chair a um a fold-up shovel um there are some uh (laughs) there is a stack of hundred dollar bills with supreme written on them um like they'll do anything for about quadruple the price of what any of these things are worth, but they do this kind of hand in hand with their with their sort of clothing as well. So they release a, a hoodie in in sort of a bright pink, but they'll only make thirty. And that sounds this, great. I love this, one of them. This stuff sells <laughs> out in a minute. Like every time, people are waiting on their computers to order 
um, the the you know the the new Supreme Gear every time they release a new catalog, and they've really they've they've worked out an excellent business model. Anyway, in this uh, in this catalog, they have partnered up with Fender to release a um, a Fender Supreme Stratocaster. Now, one of the defining features of Supreme is they're all about like matte plain colours, so they always just have the same logo, and like that there'll never be any design on any of their stuff. It's always just plain bold colours that basically look like um, Gap, but with Supreme. They also do that isn't completely true though, because they'll do photo shoots with people wearing the gear and then sell those as t-shirts when they like they did uh, that famous did one they? with Mo- oh, yeah, they've done one with morrissey and they've done them with um i think miley did one. Oh, i see oh right yeah and like that, that becomes they'll they'll photograph someone wearing a supreme t-shirt and then put that on a t-shirt oh, and okay. that's a thing oh, that's cool anyway so, so then put that on a t-shirt and then that on the t-shirt yeah that's right genius, yeah. genius. so um so in kind of in line with their really like stark modern simple colors they have uh, put out a white Supreme uh, Fender Stratcaster, but it's not just when I say white. I don't just mean an Olympic white strap with uh, with a with a white scratch plate. In fact, I'm not even sure this is Olympic white. It looks far too it's, stark it's very for white. That. It's very very white. But it's not just the guitar body. Uh, it's not just the head cap either. It's the fretboard and neck, and it, it's the it's the jack input and the controls. I mean, the the bridge and tuners have been missed out, sadly, but um, they're still silver. That is weird because they could have done. They could have painted. Well, those. I don't know why they've bothered with the input jack. That's why. But then they didn't do the bridge. Yeah, yeah, that very seems weird. A bit weird, but um, yeah. So it's completely white. I mean, so I don't know why they bothered with the input jack because whoever buys this is not going to plug it in. <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's going to wear it as a fashion. Well, here's the yeah. thing, and, and it is designed. It is designed as that. It is kind of an accessory sort of thing. So, uh, and, and especially with the with the fretboard itself being white. I mean, I assume that's going to be lacquered. I don't know how playable Did this them? is going to be or how good it's going to sound. <laughs> someone not post in the guitar nerds group a picture of an artist playing this and when is this some sort of new signature model? no it was like, it just looks custom someone was in somewhere like the fender hq in the states or something and there was one of these and there was a bass as well and like some other stuff that was just all painted white it didn't what well, joe i don't think you mentioned right. joe is that it's got the supreme logo directly in the on the scratch play yeah sorry I didn't which is definitely the worst feature of the guitar it seems quite arbitrarily placed doesn't it it basically because because actually it's the supreme logo which is white writing on a red background and that's exactly how the stickers come the supreme stickers yeah. so this does just look like a white strap with a supreme sticker on it but um yeah, to me it would have made more sense to have it at the bottom of the bridge yeah, yeah anywhere else or, or you know i thought it would have been called to make the pickups like maybe do it HH and have them as supreme logo pickups that would be cool yeah. anything like that with a bit of attention to detail I mean this this will probably be by the looks of the headstocks it's a 70s style headstock with uh, with the 70s style decal in in, in black um, this is probably going to be so it's a it's like an American special probably we think it looks like maybe. an American special you've got a big headstock yeah, yeah. right so it's but it's probably going to be four, five times the price, and it's six point bridge as well, which I guess is American special. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, no one will be able to buy this. It comes with a, a nice Supreme hard case um, and a Supreme strap and Supreme plectrums as well, which is pretty cool. Is okay. So I, no guitar collector is going to buy this. This is going to be bought by some. It's going to be know, bought by a Supreme kid. Surely, a yeah. Supreme collector. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know the. I think it's still cool. I think it's still interesting to see Fender branching outside of uh, the guitar world into sort of lifestyle stuff. I mean, it's not that unusual. You know, there was, what was it, four or five years ago, there was the London Underground Strat series. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. I don't think they've sold with those yet. You can still get them. Uh, I know we've definitely got one in the office. I think you can still buy them from the London Underground store. You could only get them from the museum, I think. Yeah, I think you? they've still got them, yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, That's cool. So, you know, these things these things come up. And I, 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 I mean, I don't know how this side of things works, but I'm sure that if you... Uh, if you wanted to make it a marketing thing, you could go and speak to someone who deals with the licensing and Can they just do it. Can Strat? Uh, I mean, you'd probably need to buy a few hundred. That's fine. People on the forum are buying, aren't they? Should we give them away as... Um, if, okay, here we go, listeners. If you sign up to the $5 tier, um, we'll send you, we'll send you a, a Strat. A strat. We'll yeah. absolutely not do that. Um, <laughs> just, just to be clear, legally, we will definitely not do that. We might give it a go, though. No. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right about the marketing side of things. I mean, Gibson did just make an SG out of diamonds. So that is true. It's, uh, you know, and world, this... World's most valuable guitar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think this, uh, like you say, it will be picked up by someone who uh, is a fan of Supreme more we're, than they're we're a never fan gonna, of Strats. We're never going to hear from these ever again because, like you say, they'll go to people who collect Supreme stuff and... Yeah, yeah. That'll be the end of it. Indeed, indeed. Um, one thing that we will hear of probably many, many times in the course of this podcast uh, are Sir's new uh, Finish Over Finish classic antique guitars. Oh, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Indeed. Matt Knight, tell us about it. Mm, sir, I love this brand, and I know some Ugh. people, they're like, hmm, not so sure, but actually, having played a load of them, they all do come out of the factory absolutely amazing. Um, Sound-wise, fantastic, and they've kind of gone into the... They've always done what they call like the relic or the antique series, um, and you can get like heavy antique. Um, but these are the first color over color, but it's all solid colors over sunburst. The only oh. thing is, I really don't mm. think the product photography does the guitars justice on their website because they kind of all look a bit photoshopped on yeah, the website. Yeah. I don't know if people can see if they're kind of like at a computer while they're listening to this, but they, they do look cool, but they, they almost remind me of how Fender do the road warns. Yeah, yeah. That you can tell that they're done with a template. Well, it's... It, so there's it's, no sort of... Because the normal antiques look all look really, really unique, oh, and they all look a little bit more kind of naturally relict yeah I, where these look a bit too extreme but they're focused on one bit and that, I think that's a, a bit of a problem you you are being very nice Matt these look awful these no, look they, awful they don't look awful I think what Matt is trying to say and I agree is that the it's too uniform yeah like yeah. the fact that it's all cut and exact wait I think the problem is worse when you see more than one because that's yeah. where you can tell like right they've gone okay all these guitars are going to be relict in exactly the same way basically can't, can't say relict I mean I, I Sorry. didn't because uh, antique thing, guitars I, um, I looked at it and I was like oh that's cool and then I saw the pictures and I was like mm, I'm not sure and then I was like oh they're only making 200 right mm. but there's so like, like six it's not colours. like a standard run yeah. Yeah. So oh. they'll probably only do what two hundred of each or two hundred in total. No, two hundred total. What? So the... yeah, I think that's what it. Um, let me just find where it said limited to only two hundred instruments worldwide. They come in um, HSS, SSS, and then five finishes: black, candy apple, red, Fiesta orange, Olympic white, and surf green. So there's twelve different uh, products basically split over two hundred. Wow. Unit. So yeah, you probably won't ever see one of these in the wild because yeah, again, sewer collectors yeah, will just buy them yeah, straight course, away. Yeah. Which, which that's the thing because sometimes you never really got it with Fender Custom Shop because obviously everything's done like one by one, as it were. But when you had like three or four road warns next to each other, you're like, ah. Oh, but when you you can kind of see the uniform in it, but when you take one individually, you're like, oh, that looks much cooler. Yeah, but actually, I'm right. really into the the um, Fiesta Orange. 
I think the Fiesta yes. Orange over Sunburst looks really cool. I just, I don't uh, think... And the Candy Apple Red, because it looks like an ash body in the photo, so you can see more of the wood gain. But when you do Sunburst over older, and there's no wood grain, it just looks a bit cheap, yeah, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of... Um, of sunburst of, of color of color over color when one of it when you're covering over a sunburst yeah i like i went into um i was in gak earlier this week mm-hmm. um and i saw those um the gibson ones that yeah have you know the les, we, pauls. The les pauls and i again the um the black over cherry sunburst i i i, I don't i don't get I, and it's been the same i'm this isn't me uh, this isn't a territorial thing. Like I, yeah, I've right. always thought the same with the Fenders as well. I, I never because Matt, when Matt was specking up guitars, I'd always be like, "Don't do color over sunburst. It doesn't look good." Yeah, yeah. I know that it's more correct yeah. because that's historically, historically correct. correct. But I just I didn't think it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think color over color, you need to be careful. Like just going. Mm taking a colour and then getting a completely different you need to make sure that those colours work together yeah, yeah. and I think it can Actually, be difficult um, when one of them is sunburst one of the one of the chaps uh, you probably work with occasionally now Jay uh, at Fender has got a 60 strat which is candy apple red over three colour sunburst which really Crikey. works because you've got three colours of sunburst then the whole thing is fil- covered in, in gold. gold yeah then it's like a translucent like candy finish so you get all these amazing pockets of like what almost looks like oil spill yeah yeah that's the thing over sunburst only really works like say if it's like an ash body because then that goes into the wood grain and then you kind of get the nice look of the wood grain and then the colors but older it just looks like when you see those sort of 60 strats in sunburst and they're just like just a bit flat yeah but but I was, uh, the 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 one thing about these, looking at the price, I don't think they're priced much more over the cost of a normal antique, which is good. I mean, they're so they'll be about two thousand seven hundred pounds, I think. Um, and the actual spec of them is really good. So if you definitely want something different, and you're looking at a sir, that would be. I try and find the Fiesta Orange one because that is definitely the best looking one. The yeah, um, the week before last, uh, John Cruz from the Fender Custom Shop. Uh, came down he was passing through uh, GAK on, on Gay Pride in fact in, in town I can't remember if we spoke about this on the podcast I we did not we did no so yeah so uh, he, he popped into into GAC because he's a big fan of um, Gary Moore Gary Moore and, and of course Gary Moore used to shop at, at, at GAC quite a lot so uh, so he came down to sort of you know see some stuff and check it out and have a chat with us and uh, and of course I was you know I did a little interview with him and was talking to him about Fender Custom Shop and it was kind of it was it was actually the the day before that was the first time the Gibson color over colors had had come in, and, yeah. and he was sort of having a butcher at those, and he was talking about like he was talking about relicking and how he goes about relicking and everything, and he really really views it as an as an art as an form. art form, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible to hear him talk about it and go so in depth about it and really sort of understand what he's and he's like he's like yeah I know that you know some people don't like it and these guitars aren't for them. You know, and, and it was he. He was like, you know, he was so open about it, but understanding how much, how high, with the high regard that he has towards relicking, the concept of relicking, and how he goes about doing it, really made me realise why I think the Gibson ones. And, and I mean, these sirs would have to look a lot better than they do in these pictures to, the pic- to, the, to be the right price. As Matty says, the pictures do not do. I, I, I mean, they've got to look better than that in real yeah, life. Exactly, it, they do just look like they've taken a black guitar and then someone has photoshopped a bit of sunburst in the exactly. corner exactly yeah, but I, I, I think sort of speaking to John Cruz it made me realise like how hard it is to relic well and I think that Fender getting it right are is is so much to do with John Cruz and how good he is right. and, and the sort of how much he's taught everyone at Fender to relic in a similar way but we've always said that because you know work, working in a guitar shop we would quite regularly you'd get someone come in and say oh I've, uh, you know they, they bring in a guitar and they and you'd look at it and we'd say have you relic this yourself and they were well yeah how did you know and it's like mm, <laughs> you, could, well, you always know you always know when when someone someone like us has done it because it like you say it is an art form and it takes a long time to get it right and just pe- people like us don't get the opportunity to hone the craft to the point that you need to so someone brings in a strat and they're like oh yeah it's my relic strat i relic it myself i'm like yeah i know that i can see <laughs> oh yes 
the the story I always remember is um, when we had the guys in the custom shop in they were talking about how the guitars are built and the sort of research they have to do and they said they took apart all these guitars and uh, all these original guitars and they got down to the truss rod and they found that basically whatever year you got you kind of got a completely different truss rod because Leo was just trying to find the cheapest truss rod he could use and they couldn't find for at least a couple of the years they couldn't find the right truss rod now because you just couldn't buy it so what they had to do was build the machine to make the truss rods (laughs) and it's just that level of detail that you would never even know like how would you unless you took it apart and you had an original 60s one and you took the board off and you had the two truss and rods you, like, used the, and you, you used the, micro, the micrometer, micrometer or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. yeah to 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 find out you would never find that yeah. out but they wanted to create a guitar that was as historically accurate as possible so they built the machine to build these odd <laughs> truss rods that were a cheap part sourced for the guitars so talking about Fender um, there is a brand new Fender guitar this week not the uh, not this ridiculous Supreme thing that you're so in love with Joe but you um, also may be in love with the uh, Monterey Strat um, tell us about it yes yes uh, the um, so so today uh, this has been public domain for a while but today finally they go on sale this is today whilst you're listening to it um, listeners uh, well you might you might be listening to it in the future in which case this is in the past I've confused myself. Okay, yes. um, Biff Tannen's president. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So this is the um, the Jimi Hendrix Monterey Stratocaster to celebrate the what anniversary is it of Monterey? Sure. Some anniversary of the Monterey show. Anyway, so so um, sixty years. I don't know, man. Whatever. No, 50 years. 50 years. 67, wasn't it? 50 years. Is it 67? Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. So what's super cool about this guitar is this This was the show where, the, the legendary show where Jimi Hendrix set fire to his guitar on stage. Having... Uh, well waste. Yeah, having... Uh, it was it was uh, between him and the Who, who was going to headline that show. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and in, in the end, because neither band would back down, the story goes that a, a coin was tossed to decide who would headline, and the Who came out on top. So Mr. Hendrix, knowing that uh, the Who were going to go on stage, play their show, smash up their gear as they were sort of... Um, as they were known to do at that time, needed to find a way to upstage the band that he was obviously substantially better than. So he um, <laughs> not sure about that, it, mate. It's true. Uh, so he he decided to set fire to his guitar. So uh, during the um, the last song of his set, which I think was Wild Thing, uh, he did not fire. No, no, it wasn't. Not really. Um, he um, he switched over to a a, a white Stratocaster um, that he had uh, that he'd painted a uh, in um in nail polish he'd painted a, a a pattern on and he played that just for the last song and then set fire to his guitar and had this sort of very ritualistic wasn't it a red strat that he'd put a bit of white on the top uh, it might have been yes because there yeah. was some the, i think it was it's like a candy apple red strat with like a white uh or fiesta like hand fin- uh, or yeah maybe fiesta red, sorry um the, he'd painted white over the top of and then and then it would be candy apple over. red because it's oh, yeah, uh, rose of board yeah yeah you're right okay so um uh, so yeah so he did that and of course the, the, the rest of the set he played on his is probably more famous uh guitar known as uh known as either black pepper or sometimes salt and pepper uh depending on what website you're reading uh but it, it was the his the strat he played for the rest of the show was was yes the, the black pepper strat named as such because the first time he played it was three days after sergeant pepper's lonely hearts got banded yeah out. Really? Uh, That's why he called it that? No, and he covered Sergeant Pepper's three oh, days after yeah, the record yeah. had come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He learnt it and played it at a show where I think Paul McCartney uh, and maybe a couple of the other ones were in the... Uh, a couple of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Paul McCartney. <laughs> we're, we're in the audience watching. So um, so he sort of played it you know, for them. And so the, how? How, could, did he, how did he learn it so quickly? I mean, I mean, when you awesome. consider as well, like it wasn't, you can just fire up YouTube. No, <laughs> no exactly. Yeah, so incredible. So that was cool. So he, he did that. That was <laughs> You couldn't and, even rewind. Like if you if you put the record on, then you're like, oh, I got that bit wrong. You have to go over, move the needle back to the start at the beginning, wait for the bit that you got to, like carry on playing. Also, he's probably on tour. Like yeah, I yeah, doubt totally. he has a, a record player knocking about with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, and, uh, he, had, he did obviously Dumb then, him like that anymore, do they? I don't. <laughs> he Bloody did go he Boy did. Zone and uh, <laughs> Westlife. 
he uh, he did go on to cover that song more times on on other guitars, but but yeah, the first time he did it was on that black strap. But of course, because he liked that guitar so much, he changed over to this this rubbish one that he wasn't such a fan of that uh, that, that that was all painted. And then he set fire to it and then smashed it up on stage. And there are parts of it. I think there's a part of it at the Jimi Hendrix Museum still surviving. But cool that they've released kind of this guitar obviously the bulk of this I've spoken about a guitar that isn't the guitar that Fender re-released <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but it's you know it's it's a vintage correct it's cool it's it's something there for the for the collectors for Jimmy fans and stuff like that and I, I think it's a, a great guitar is it a nitro finish? don't think so no it's not going to burn as well then is it? no mm, that's a no. problem I think it's um, I think it's a, but the base model of like a um, classic player 60s oh is it okay it's Mexican made then uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, cause I mean, yeah, it's it's not expensive. No, it comes in a soft bag. Oh, really? Oh, so it'll be Mexican at that yeah. point. How much? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Come, well, I know it's out right now off the podcast, okay. here, but it doesn't come out till tomorrow, so I can't see it. Right, <laughs> so you don't know how much no. it's going to be. Okay, good to know. But there is, it's priced as a Mexican guitar. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, Power Ferro board. There we go. There we go. Um. One thing that wasn't in the news is ESP and LT, more specifically LTD, put out a statement about Rosewood. Um, I don't know if any of you saw this, but they are switching a lot of their guitars over to Power Ferro, um, and they are switching the cheaper stuff over to a composite board. Oh, okay. To avoid CITES regulations, yeah. because they are also struggling to uh, get their guitars into countries, you know, get them from where they're being shipped into the countries that they're supposed to be in so yeah they're ditching rosewood as well on a lot of seeing, stuff um, seeing a lot of guitars come in for photography at, at work um, a lot of um, well not so much Gibson but um, Fender and PRS now have massive stickers on them that say non-rosewood really yeah, just, just so like just to try and avoid yeah. I guess the search process yeah I yeah. guess cause if that's the other thing if you're making like a load of Power Ferro guitars They've still probably got to be checked that they are Power Ferro rather than... Uh, yeah, well, I guess so. I guess they probably do spot checks. I mean, knowing a, a little bit of what's going on, because I'm sort of involved in every time there's a new... How much Rosewood is in them Bluetooth speakers? Uh, there's no Rosewood okay. in the Bluetooth speakers, <laughs> thankfully. Um, Although... Oh, no, wait, that's not released yet. Cool. Okay, good to know. I don't know what you were going to say. No, so, that's good. That's um, good. <laughs> it's just a Bluetooth speaker with Joe's face on it. That's right, yeah. yeah it's the custom shop uh, Bluetooth speaker made of Rosewood. Yeah, uh, yeah. We made it in Rosewood. So Bosewood. Bose Bosewood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's the, it's the little things, isn't it? Um, but, um, yeah, uh, the um, from what I understand, the regulation is um, smoothing out a lot more because this is brand new for everyone. The yeah, yeah. Bringing Ro- um, Rosewood onto the in, into the CITES uh, portfolio is something that I think took a lot of people completely unaware because from from what I understand, you know, CITES is um, it's not just it doesn't just affect Rosewood. This is this is the sort of legislation that stops like the ivory trade and yeah, stuff yeah. you know and i think that it's just it completely took people by surprise because i don't think anybody realized how much rosewood was coming into was moving around the world so much i don't think the people involved in the governing body knew what was you know yeah, there's and it, probably quite a lot more rosewood there is than than ivory at the moment well going yeah around, for sure so. but you know it's um it it seems to be smoothing out and from what i understand the we've really cut back our expectations on how long things are going to take to oh, move wow. cool. um, at the moment so so i think i think things are are looking a little bit clearer but there we go good news should we dive headfirst into a big old swimming pool size bucket of question a bottle presenting Reese says <laughs> question wait 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 before we do this yeah. you know there's like a really important bit of news that I wanted to talk about what that you're that, leaving the podcast no 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 oh, damn no, new guitar no, no no oh god can I t- talk you about you can it? do this quickly I want to do at least one question this week but yeah if me you have too to me talk too. about this absolute guff then you're more than welcome everyone needs to go to fusionguitars.com you must do that and check out Fusion Guitars. They are currently on their Mark II model of uh, their Fusion Guitar, which is a guitar that allows you to do 
everything. So you ever thought that you needed to How much br- did they pay bring you an this? amplifier to a gig? Did you ever think you needed to bring pedals, a recording device, teaching tools? No, you don't need to bring anything, just your fusion guitar, which has a built-in amplifier, but like a, a high-quality built-in amp. It's got three speakers. Yeah. Or is it two? Two speakers. I think it's two. two one to cover the highs, one to cover the lows. Yeah. yeah. All I hope you don't want any mids in yourself. Yeah, none of them have got any guitar frequencies <laughs> in there. It's a rechargeable lithium battery. It's got a built-in amplifier. And most importantly, it has a slot on top of the of the body where you can slide in your iPhone suitable for iPhone 5S uh, but you can slide surely in your sh- you keep saying that you said that on the front but surely you can plug in a yeah yeah more it does say iPhone. it does say it's compatible with all new iPhones okay right but, so whether or not it fits I mean that just means it has a lightning connector whether or not it because it's a recessed slot for that your looks iPhone like, that looks like a 6 in that yeah so I'm sure it is I'm sure it is which is great and and of course you can use that um, with their app to run sort of a similar thing to like GarageBand or um, like Bias Effects sort of thing so you can have all your effects running off of a handy control just you know on your phone in the top of the guitar which does make the guitar rather deep um, oh what it it sits faces flat, up like facing a, up like an yeah. acoustic guitar yeah exactly yes. like yeah, yeah. acoustic guitar pre- because, because <laughs> of course I'm not going to bother googling what? this I was like I really want to know what you're talking about I'm Mate, it's the best. Bother. no it's the best guitar of all time all time all time this is the best guitar but uh, not only that they also suggest obviously you could watch tuition videos like looking down watching <laughs> tuition videos whilst you're playing perfect ideal you can plug headphones straight into this guitar it's a perfect travel instrument as well that as also, being I tell you what that would also help if you've got a um, if you've only got an iPhone 7 which obviously yeah. doesn't have a headphone jack yeah you could plug your headphone phone jet, yeah. into the guitar and then, and then plug some headphones, plug your headphones into, into the guitar, guitar as well. Yeah. You could, Fantastic way to get around if exactly. you're, uh, you know, commuting. Exactly. And, you know, if you're in a Full covers scale. band, if you're in a covers band, you could put the phone in there and you could just watch like Peep Show or something while you're playing this boring covers band. Yeah, <laughs> you could do, yeah exactly. It's, it's great, you know, uh, two humbuckers, bladed humbucker in the in the bridge position i i mean i think this is an absolutely fantastic instrument you don't need anything else this is all you need for the rest of ever and and also i think that 1600 dollars is a really reasonable sum of money i tell you what it is it is a it really is a brave move working with somebody else's technology when you're producing something like this well because we've talked about this before like that digitech product that came out that had, we talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, that had the the iPhone, the, the old iPhone, the pre Lightning connector. So it was a it was a multi effects unit that you had to load an you iPad. You plugged your iPad into yeah. pre, and then all of, right away they brought out the um, the the iPhone six. Was no, that the first five? five? Was, the was first that the first lightning. one with the Lightning? Yeah. And that product was rendered completely useless. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a there's always talk about. Apple doing something new. Well, I saw, and they've got you know the iPhone eight is probably going to be coming out in September. I saw what purported to be a prototype of the iPhone eight today, and it's about a centimeter longer than the iPhone seven. So if you with this, I would imagine that. Oh my god! uh, Joseph's showing us a picture. Jay, a picture. Um, So with this, it looks like you've got a dock that fits quite snugly into the guitar. If the phone is suddenly a centimetre or half a centimetre longer it won't fit in there anymore but I think uh, to be honest I think this guitar is is so good that if if Apple choose to try and bring out something new (laughs) I just think the fusion guitar market is going to reject it and And people will just start buying second-hand older iPhones just so that they can run them with their Fusion guitars. What you're, what you're saying is Fusion guitars are going to kill Apple because they're, I, cause of I'm, compatibility. I'm, I'm serious. I think it's possible. I think this is the most important guitar we've ever spoken about. And I'm frankly like shocked that we're... This should have its full a full podcast. In fact... It's having a full podcast behind the Patreon wall with just me. But, um, you know, I, I think this is incredible. Everyone, check out fusionguitars.com. Just say questions. Question. 
questionable guitars. Um, Reese says, question regarding octaves. Do I go for the Whammy 4 or the Boss OC3, which gives the better octave sound? That, that is two completely random choices. Like, they do totally different things. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of we discussed this on the actual group itself. So if you remember, you can go and have a look there. But it was like someone said, "Well, do you want to go up or down?" <laughs> uh, and then, and so I think to, to kind of clarify, he then said for kind of lead work, but for chords. And I was like, but then he only wanted to spend under sixty pounds. So I think the new question is, what's the cheapest octave pedal I can get that will give me a cool sound for solos? So, Which kind of, so does I he want down final. or does he want up? I'm still not sure. Like for solos, well, surely you want to go up. Yeah. But right. the thing is, if you get a polyphonic octave for solos, if it doesn't have like the whammy thing, you don't kind of get like movement in the sound. And if it's not like an Octavio, it doesn't sound right. No, yeah. you're totally wrong. Do you know um, what I mean? So the the answer <laughs> the answer to this, um, because the thing is about octave up is it sounds crap if it's done well. Like good octave ups don't sound good. Bad ones, glitchy ones, sound cool. So the the ultimate solution here is the Behringer UV three hundred or maybe three thousand, which is the or maybe six hundred or six thousand. I'm not sure. One of those two numbers, which is their um, that was four numbers. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, they they do their ultra shifter. I said UV. I meant US. Uh, which is I got the whole name wrong. US three hundred or thousand or six hundred or thousand. Six hundred. Yeah. Their ultra shifter is absolutely brilliant. A super glitchy, and you can have it on like an unlatched, uh, and you can set the ascend and descend time on the octave as well. So you can kind of get those sort of whammy sounds out of it. And it's thirty five pounds. Like that, I think they are one of the best cheap pedals that you can get at the moment if you want to not spend very much yeah. money. I um I said actually if you can get hold of one a second hand um a second hand whammy four I, they you can get them for like fifty sixty quid there's so many on eBay like if you want that kind of whammy thing just yeah, go true. and buy a whammy what about the Dan um, Electro but, Food series yeah you could get the chili dog but then the problem is they're not really like they they aren't great for your board unless you've got a switcher which is why I suggested the the Moor Pure Octave which I was actually corrected. I didn't realise that it was uh, polyphonic because I'm sure when I plugged it in, it did not sound polyphonic. So wow. I think it's also just a bit cheap and a bit glitchy. But if you want loads of octave down options, that's a, that's a good one. But actually, I think they do the pitch box as well, which is the um, I think that does all the harmonies. Yeah, the, think, the, um, that's, the... basically a clo- that's a clone of the um, Boss PS5, I think. Oh, it does up and down. But that's 50 quid. So, I mean, once again, it's pretty cheap. Which is the Moor pedal that was discontinued? That was the Tender Octave. And that's the one that they have announced is coming back. Yeah, which is very exciting. A lot of people are using that because it it was a fantastic pedal. Yes, but I think it's coming back in a non-original form. Right. Right. Well, I mean, Uh, the reason it got a cease and desist from EHX. It got a cease and desist, but it wasn't down to what it was it was down to something mechanical inside apparently right so they had to discontinue it to relaunch it i see okay but well, it had a different mechanism so the early tender octavers apparently the one to find yeah but they are I think people have suddenly realized that and now definitely aren't selling them no uh, yeah they're no one's selling them you can't pick any up secondhand certainly not for a reasonable price and the pure octave is such a different thing i still think the pure octave is cool because one of the the, the best things that you know the way more pedals work you always have the large circular control in the middle and then you have like two or three micro controls along the top with the um on the on the pure octave the larger control shifts between different like octave frequencies so you have like uh, so it will be like a minus 1 minus 2 minus 2 plus 1 minus 2 plus 16 you know stuff oh, like that really? like it's loads of different weird options there's probably i don't know how many because they're all notched but i don't know maybe 20 options like the whole way around the circular like loads so it's a really it's not a conventional one. I don't think you can do simple, straightforward octave sounds with it. But if you are looking for something weird, I think it's cool. And actually, to be honest, just like putting it completely wet and flicking through those rotary controls makes some really like gnarly, glitchy sounds. Yeah, it's um, so there's a few options there, Reese. Hope that kind of covers you. I think for my money, you know, like if you got 60, 70 quid, just get a second hand whammy four. Like it will do all the things that we've just talked about. 
Plus, it's the only one with a real-time controller. Then you can do all that Tom Morello stuff as well. Um, that's going to be it for this week. Um, we are going to talk on the Patreon this week about what's going on with Epiphone, a brand that I feel that we we dip in and out of when they release new stuff. But I'm, which is pretty regularly. Yeah, but I feel I'm a little bit disconnected from the product line, and I thought it'd be cool, like we did with the Squires, to go through the line, have a bit of a catch up. And um, yeah, see where we are with everything. I think that's the uh, that's plan. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $1 a month. You can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. $5 a month gets you the extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week, plus access to the whole back catalogue, all the interviews that we do with various people in the industry, and uh, the miniseries Joe Branton's Ranton, um, and some upcoming coming miniseries as well. Just uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. At the $10 tier, you get your name read out on the regular episode like this every week. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Marker, Blair Doors, Jonas Badger, Andrew Matra, Marjorie, Steve Shores, Andy with Jesse, Brad Pace, Paul Joy, Attack Cowboy, We Express, Killable, Madra, Real Joyce, and Larry That was the worst yeah, thing you've the worst ever done. I've got. Like I'm feeling dreadful. I've got a really bad What's, headache. What was that was wrong with that? Awful. It, everything was wrong with that. Right. Yeah, I think if I'd have oh. paid for that, I would be absolutely gutted. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll make it up to you next week, uh, Patreon backers. If you want to join the conversation or complain about Joe Branton, go to facebook.com forward slash groups. Tom, maybe that's a new Patreon. Listeners. His, 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 listeners, his listeners Rant on could rant on. <laughs> I could read out people's complaints about me. Yes, <laughs> like when, like when celebrities read out mean things that people have said about them on mean Twitter. Tweets, yeah. yeah, please, um, if you are able, like even if you've got just an iPhone with voice memo, just record a sort of thirty-second rant on Branton. We should maybe, and then we'll so, because he's the sort of person that does hold hold grudges. We should be make, anonymous. We should set. Well, we we need to set up another email that he doesn't have. Have you got access to the main email? He does, yeah, he does. Do I? Yeah, he does. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, so... Rant on Branton. What we'll I love do, it. What we'll do is if you record your rant on Branton, <laughs> just sort of things that you... Observations about him or reasons you hate him, um, <laughs> record that and then you could... No, I'll tell you what you do. You find me on the Facebook group and then you just direct message them to me and then he'll never see them. And I will stitch them all together and when we have enough... We'll put out a Patreon episodes that's just people's rant on brand on. <laughs> make them if you can. Make them. I would say between a minute to two minutes long. That way, we need maybe thirty to fifteen to thirty entries, and that will make up a Patreon episode. The Guitar Nerds listeners rant on brand on. Um, so yeah, do that. Facebook.com forward slash. I just don't think it should go. I think it should go in the main feed. More people need to hear about uh, the uh, other reasons that people might not have thought about why they dislike Joe Branton. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Someone being like, oh, he does do that and that is annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was an unreasonable thing for me to think, but yeah. I'm glad that you've said that. Mm. Yeah, so the rant on Branton. Oh, so I, I totally forgot, I, I you, forgot were you were here. I forgot you were here, yeah. <laughs> um, send that to, uh, to find me uh, in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. You can follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram at Guitar Nerds, or over at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos where we just put up a video of the five weirdest guitars of the 1960s. Um, I think it's one of our best videos ever. I really liked doing it. It was great fun. Do go and check that out. In the meantime, we're going to head over and do the Patreon, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, gang. Bye. Bye. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 